Good afternoon, and welcome to our annual State of the County event. My name is Matt Largen, President and CEO of Williamson, Inc., Williamson County's Office of Economic Development and Chamber of Commerce, and I'm thrilled you made the time to be here with us today. I'd like to take this time to introduce Jim Cross, who will lead us in invocation, and then please, uh, uh, and then uh, actually I stand, and then remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, which will be led by Williamson County Sheriff Dusty Rhodes. Jim. Please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all our many blessings. You have blessed our community beyond measure, and we all know all good comes from you, and we say thank you. You have blessed our community with great leaders. Please be with these leaders, and may they always look to you for guidance and direction. You blessed our community with the men and women who serve in our military, men and women who serve as police officers, firefighters, first responders. These men and women put their lives on the line for us every day to protect our freedoms and I pray that you will protect them as they protect us. I pray for all those who are sick and suffer illness. Please heal them. We know there are those in our community that don't have anyone to pray for them, and we pray for them. Most of all, we're thankful for the blessing of your son, Jesus, for sending him to this earth to die for our sins so they might have hope for eternal life. We pray they never take this love and sacrifice for granted. Finally, we pray for this meal that has been provided. Please bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies and us to thy service. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Great. Thanks so much, Jim, and thanks so much, Sheriff. We greatly appreciate that. At this point, I want to take just a moment and thank our presenting sponsor, Williamson Medical Center, who made today's event possible. And it's my pleasure to introduce Dr. Andy Russell. He's the Chief Medical Officer of Williamson Medical to introduce a short video. Dr. Russell? Thank you, Matt. Good morning, everybody. My name is Andy Russell. I've been lucky enough to be an ER physician at Williamson Medical Center for the last 19 plus years. Now, I've also served as the chief medical officer at the hospital for the last four years. Now, I know that everyone here in the room today can give examples of the change and growth that they've experienced in Franklin and Williamson County over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and we're feeling those same pressures and changes at the hospital. We moved into our current location uh, in 1986 as a three-story uh, three hospital. We expanded to six stories in 1998. We added a medical office building on one end of the campus a few years later, and we expanded with our uh, children's ED and our children's hospital in 2015. The main tower of the hospital, though, has not been expanded since the late 90s. We are very excited uh, to have recently begun construction on our new $200 million expansion project. This will allow us to grow along with the community, and it will continue to allow us to provide the care that our patients and everybody in Williamson County deserves. And the new building, we'll be expanding our women's services, uh, but we'll be doing so by adding labor and delivery suites. We're increasing the size and number of beds in our neonatal ICU. We're almost doubling the size of the ER, which is very exciting for me personally. Um, and we're also almost doubling the size of our critical care unit. We're building a brand new state-of-the-art uh, cardiac suite that will have two brand new cath labs and a special procedures room where we will be able to do more pacemakers and defibrillators and other uh, more specialized cardiac procedures. One of the departments that I'm most, uh, most proud of at the entire hospital, though, is our EMS. We have over 14, or we have 14 EMS stations spread across Williamson County. We have 17 ambulances and services every day. We have over 150 uh, employees in our EMS department, and combined, they make over 21,000 ambulance calls uh, last year. They've repeatedly won awards for their high level of care. Williamson County and Williamson Medical Center have a long history together in EMS, and this month, in fact, is the 50th anniversary of this partnership between the hospital and the county to provide ER, ER, I'm sorry, EMS services. I couldn't be more proud of the care that our EMS teams provide to all of Williamson County, and I'd like to thank them all for their service. I'd like to close by sharing a short video uh, with you, which is celebrating our EMS service. Thanks. 911, what's your emergency? We only know two speeds. We're either busy or super busy. 
our goal to have an average response time every emergency of eight minutes and 59 seconds or less countywide from the time you dial 911 to the time we arrive on the scene. As the lead agency for EMS in the community, we employ over 150 um, men and women to, that are all either licensed um, advanced emergency medical technicians, paramedics, and critical care paramedics. 50 years is an incredible landmark. So where we were 50 years ago, a matter of delivering patients quickly to the hospital, fast transportation and very little patient care. 50 years later, the level of technology, patient care delivery that we provide in your living room or on the roadside, it's remarkable and life-saving. I'm so proud of our EMS team here at Williamson Medical Center. We're also one of seven EMS teams in the country that can provide blood services right on the scene and the only one in the state of Tennessee. 50 years of providing service to this community is amazing to me. We're the primary ambulance service but uh, a big part of that is also the collaboration that we have with every single city and county fire department across the community. They are a fully integrated component of the emergency response system, respond with us side by side on every emergency across the community. 911 Communications Center folks are an integrated component of, uh, essential component of what we do. Also our law enforcement partners, emergency management, it is a large group of diverse team members, disciplines uh, of, across all of public safety throughout the entire community. We have such an incredible group of men and women that serve and they're very talented and ju just being able to be there for them and support them in the delivery of their mission is truly a privilege. Thank you so much, Williamson Medical Center. Thanks to the team that's here today as well. We greatly appreciate everything you do for Williamson County and for Middle Tennessee as well. I want to take a moment to thank our media partners, Southern Exposure, Williamson Herald, your Williamson and WCTV. I also want to make reference of the centerpiece at everybody's table. You can see we actually have a list of some of our big signature events coming up for the rest of the year. It's about one a month now to the end of the year. The next one's the Women Leadership Conference in August. There's a QR code you can scan to actually register for those events. So uh, we understand and value the importance of making connection, having these live events, and we want to let you know that we've got a lot planned for the rest of this calendar year. One of the great things about this meeting is that we get a chance not just to hear from the mayor, but also hear from some scholarship recipients for um, Leadership Franklin and Youth Leadership Brentwood. Before we do that, I just want to take a second and talk about a really critical component of this education ecosystem you hear me talk about all the time, and that's our teachers. I was in Virginia a couple weeks ago uh, working on my grandparents' house doing some painting, and then a gentleman actually stopped by um, to introduce himself because my grandmother taught him in a one-room schoolhouse in southwest Virginia, and it still made an impression on him to this day. So we know teachers have a lasting impact on people. For me, it was Ms. Kropp, it was Ms. Hosford, Dr. Thompson, Dr. Barber. Um, all these teachers throughout my entire academic life really shaped me to the person I am today. So I just want you to take a second and think about the teachers in your life, those educators that have really influenced you and made you into who you were. We know that teachers need our support, respect, kindness more than ever right now. So I just want to take a moment and remind everybody how important that is, especially as we start a new school year. We've got our State of the Schools address coming up in September where we're going to talk about educators, we're going to celebrate educators across our county. But I just want to encourage you as your kids start this school year, your grandkids start the school year, to really show your appreciation to those teachers who play such a critical role in your students' education. Also, take a moment and reach back out to some educators in your life that have such a profound impact on you, because I am certain everybody in this room has had at least one teacher that's had a profound and lasting impact on your life.
Um, uh, please. So speaking of education at this point, it is my pleasure to introduce Jennifer Shepard, invite Jennifer Shepard, Leadership Brentwood Alumni Association Board Vice Chair, and Julian Bibb from Leadership Franklin, and our scholarship recipients to the stage for this very important presentation. Thank you. Each year, the Williamson County Chamber Foundation, the Leadership Brentwood Alumni Association, Youth Leadership Brentwood, and Leadership Franklin present college scholarships to high school seniors. Applicants for these scholarships represent the very top leaders and academic scholars in Brentwood and Franklin. They are the cream of the crop. We have two scholarship recipients for Youth Leadership Brentwood. They are in no particular order, except perhaps ladies first. Um, our first is a recent graduate of Ravenwood High School, Ms. Sia Kripalani. She will be attending Emory University in the fall, and her parents are here to celebrate with her, Sunil and Sapna Kripalani. Thank you, congratulations. Our other scholarship recipient for Youth Leadership Brentwood is a graduate of Brentwood Academy. His name is Brooks Brown, and he will be attending UT Knoxville in the fall. And he is joined here today by his parents, Angela and Chris Brown. Thank you. Congratulations. The Leadership Franklin Scholarship winner is Chandler Bell, a Franklin High School graduate who participated in the Franklin High School Winter Guard and Marching Band and received numerous honors while she was in high school. Chandler will be attending Lipscomb University in the fall, really in about two weeks. She is joined today by her parents, Elena Bell and Gary Bell, and her brother, Grayson. Thank you. At this time, I'd like each student to step up and share what major they are planning on pursuing in college. I'm Brooks. I'll be uh, majoring in business at the UT Knoxville. Hi, my name is Sia. I'll be majoring in human health at Emory. Hi, my name is Chandler, and I'll be majoring in elementary education at Lipscomb University. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me once again in showing these fine young leaders how very proud we are of their accomplishments. That's great. That's always such a fun part of this presentation to hear from students and, um, who are really focusing on um, the, the future and, and where they end up going and what they end up majoring into and what that means, ultimately, hopefully, to Williamson County when they come back. Um, at this time, it's, it's really my honor to get a chance to invite uh, Diane Giddens, uh, Mayor Anderson's Chief of Staff, to the stage to make a formal introduction of Rogers. But before she does that, or as she makes her way to the stage, I just want to talk about how important Rogers' leadership has been for decades to the economic fabric of Williamson County. And talking to Rogers, anybody who knows, his focus is really on jobs, and that's our focus as well. And he has done such an amazing job and such an amazing partner for us when we're working to recruit companies to town, help companies expand in our community, and work with the small business community as well. Rogers' business background absolutely makes him such a great fit to lead our community. So Rogers, thank you for everything you do for us from an economic development standpoint. It means a lot to me. Diane? I don't know. 
Good afternoon, and um, my apologies if you all were expecting Laura Anderson Howard. Um, she usually introduces her father, and uh, unfortunately, with her busy schedule and that of her children, she wasn't able to join us today. So it is indeed my honor to be here to uh, introduce Rogers, but uh, as we know, no one can replace the apple of daddy's eye, so my apologies, Laura. So I stand here today to introduce to you a man who really needs no introduction. I could tell you about the numerous boards and committees that he served on and all of the accolades and trophies and acknowledgments that he's received throughout our working time together, but most of you already know that. What you may not know is that Rogers is a dad, a papaw, a man of faith, and an avid gardener. <clears throat> You may not also realize how well he leads. Rogers was first elected as a county executive in 2002. Yep, I still got the t-shirt to prove it. <laughs> During that term, uh, the legislature revised his title to county mayor and he has served in that capacity for the last 20 years. Throughout that time, it has been my pleasure to work with this man, days, nights, holidays, weekends. I say it's been my pleasure because I have witnessed firsthand the character of the man elected to lead the day-to-day -day uncertainties for one of the fastest growing counties in the state of Tennessee. Serving as the county's mayor comes with many challenges, what I like to refer to as opportunities, and that's the way Roger sees them. He leads each day optimistically and with the mindset of how can we work together to make things better or better yet, how can we make them the best? For all its passion and promise and for all its excitement and rewards, being a leader is risky and dangerous. Real leadership, the kind that surfaces conflict, challenges long-built beliefs, and demands new ways of doing things often causes people discomfort. When faced with difficult decisions, Mayor Anderson has always been up to the task. He makes local government decisions that have direct impact on its citizens. He makes decisions that directly affect the financial stability of Williamson County. He makes decisions that make half of the people happy and the other half mad. And yet he does so with a leadership mindset and a commitment to work with others for the greater good. Rogers is the type of leader who is authentic, trustworthy, dependable and engaged. He has no ego or desire to take credit, yet takes great delight in seeing others flourish and succeed. Rogers leads with compassion. He loves what he does every day. He loves working with small business owners and corporations like so many of you in the room today. He loves collaborations and partnerships. He seeks influence, not authority. He doesn't demand, he encourages strong connections and trust. It is indeed a privilege for me to have the opportunity to work along such a leader, and now it is my pleasure to call the podium my friend and my boss, Rogers Anderson. Well, thank you, Diane. She put it a different way. My children deserted me. <laughs> Between summer camps and work schedules, um, I can tell you, I lost them all. All the grandkids, but it will show up someday in that well. Uh, <laughs> so many of you probably saw me walking around on crutches. Uh, I had a little knee uh, scoped. And some, as I've been telling everyone, I've had too many birthdays on that right knee, and uh, it's doing fine, but I did ask for a chair so that I could sit down. Thanks to all the many people that have come here today. It's always a pleasure to be able to address you on the accomplishments and the things we're trying to do uh, in Williamson County. I realize that people have choices when in this day and time when they, where they want to spend their time and where they want to spend their money. 
So thanks again for being here. I appreciate it very much. It's no secret that Williamson County has one of the best public education systems in our nation. This happens because there are approximately 2,900 teachers and another 2,300 support staff who've chosen a career in education. They have made a solid decision to devote their time to helping our youth become future leaders. You saw three of them up here today. The gentleman going to UT, I hope you can change the football direction up there. <laughs> Recently, their hard work at our schools was reflected in the TCAP scores. They included information showing that once again, Williamson County's county elementary schools through the eighth grade has been the highest in the state of Tennessee. Whether our students decide to further their education with an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, master's, or whether they choose a technical school, or whether they choose not to go on to school, you can have comfort in knowing that all of our children in public education have an excellent background in, our, in and through our school systems. Williamson County's education system is under the oversight of 12 men and women who were elected by you that served to set the policies for the operations of our award-winning system. The members of the school board, they work diligently to ensure that our students and the administration have the resources available for them to be successful. It's a challenge. It is not easy, and believe me, it is not cheap. Based on the most recent construction cost, bids, and current material cost, a new elementary school, including land, cost approximately $35 million. A new middle school, $61 million. And approximately $80 million for a high school. A lot of money. These capital expenditures do not include the cost of furnishing, equipment, staffing, or the annual operating costs that we have to bear. The members of the county commission have also made public education a priority when it comes to the annual operating budget. The 22-23 budget, which was passed approximately three weeks ago, operated appropriated 68% of the total $273.723.5 million budget for the county and education. Look at that number, that's a half a, a half a billion dollars. The commission fully funded the request of the school budget of totaling $492.5 million budget. If you include the county debt, and I'm fortunate enough to see what you're seeing, directly attributable to schools. Let me break here and explain. If you're in the business world, your, your debt model is part of your cost that you've got to incur. That's not the way government works in the school system. We'll let Jack and all of the legislators in Nashville change that someday. But currently, if you borrow money, the county commission has to pay that money back. It does not come out of the school's, school side of the budget. A little different format. If you look at the budget history that you're looking at, go back to 1987. That year, the total expenditures were $40 million. Let your eyes drift down to the 2023, the circled and highlighted. It's $723 million. Total school budget back in 1987 was $23 million. Today, it's $492. The percentage you see there is how much of the total budget goes to schools and how much of that goes to the other departments. And if you'll notice in 87, the schools <clears throat> were receiving 58.19% of the money. Today, they're receiving 68% of the funds. Everything else is in that other column. Those in the back probably, probably can't see this. But in 87, 16, nearly $17 million went to all the other departments, landfill, sheriff, clerk, trustee, all of those other departments that accounted for 
The county commission over the last 35, 36 years has said education is important. Here's where it shows. 75%, 68% of the total budget goes to schools now, and that 41 dropped down to 31. And if you throw the debt, a building 50, we have 52 schools in our system now, 52 public schools. We have two under construction, and Jason says we're looking at buying land to build another one. But if you roll all that up into it, it's about 75% of your tax dollars go back, goes back into public education. When you compare the overall 10% increase for the schools, you can see how the other county departments oftentimes say, well, you're taking money away from us. It's a priority with the county commission, and it's a priority with our community, and we just have to make it work. A review of the slide shows provides a percentage of expenditures for each of the funds for this year, the 22-23 year. 18% of that, those funds come from the county general side of the total budget. You can see all of the different categories that you have there. 128 million is allocated to the funds, provide the funding for the general operations which includes the court system, the sheriff's office, as well as general operating costs for each of the other seven elected officials area. The slide shows the major revenue sources to provide the funding of the operation of all these funds. 74% is received from local tax dollars. 1% is received from federal dollars. And 24% is received from the state of Tennessee. With the high cost of groceries and gasoline that we're currently in, as well as the uncertainty in the post-pandemic economy, the County Commission recognized the need to provide increases for our employees. We continue to work diligently to ensure that we're retaining, just like you are, our experienced people. Working with an outside consultant, we have identified areas in the Sheriff's Office, the Jail, the Emergency Communications Department, that needed tweaking, needed to be worked on to be able to keep these people. Sheriff Rhodes and his staff worked 24-7, 365, to ensure that our residents have and receive outstanding law enforcement responses. And it's important to retain our quality personnel, just like it is for your business. Our 911 telecommunicators often are the first to receive that phone call, as you saw on the video with the Williamson Medical Center, when they're having to face emergencies. In an effort to stay on top of rising prices and competitive salaries, last January, this January, about six, seven months ago, the County Commission provided a mid-year 4% salary increase for all the employees and a 6% increase for employees in the Sheriff's Office and the 911. With the recent adoption of the budget just three weeks ago, the commission also unanimously funded another 2% salary increase effective in July and an additional 2% in January with the sheriff's office and the telecommun telecommunicators receiving 4%. That's the kind of market we're in. It's, imper it's imperative in today's market that Williamson County retain seasoned employees and remain as an active employee for our, all of our staffing. I want to thank the members of the Budget Committee. I don't know if they're all here, but it was chaired by Commissioner Steve Smith, Sean Iola, Dwight Jones, and Tom Tunnicliffe. They gave her their time, they gave her their expertise to sit in those long meetings and make recommendations to the full body. Here's what they did. They approved and recommended a $723.5 million budget that was funded with no property tax increase. At $1.88 At per hundred of assessed failures, I'm proud to say that Williamson County has one of the lowest tax rates in the entire state of Tennessee. The members of the County Commission are each elected by the public. They serve in their different perspective districts and they're all, half of them are running now and we've got all kinds of elections and signs all over our county. 
But I'm honored to have these county commissioners and school board members support and services as we administer throughout Williamson County. If you're a county commissioner, would you please stand at this time so that I can say thank you and everyone else can. If you're a county commissioner, got a couple of them. One of the things that over the last few years we've really put a lot of emphasis on is public safety, of which the sheriff, you've heard us mention the sheriff and the, and the uh, 911, but there's more than just that. You know, in a world of uncertainty we live in, each of the men and women who serve in the law enforcement are to be commended for their courage and decision to enter this career. With the support of the commission, a special compensation study was conducted and funded for our Williamson County men and women in uniform. I would like for not just the sheriff's folks to stand, but anyone else that's tied into law enforcement so that we can say thank you, if you would stand, so that we can say thank you because you deserve it every single day. Sheriff. I am proud in my younger years to have the opportunity to wear a different type of uniform. That's actually me in Wheelis Air Force Base, Trippy Olivia. I cannot wear any of the clothes, the outfit. I'm not sure I could even wear the same hat. So if you're a, if you're a veteran, would you please stand? I know in an audience this size, there's always the military that's represented here. Would you please stand? It's unfortunate that not every citizen or person who visits or resides in the county are law-abiding. Law uh, they break the law. They're guaranteed a fair, fair trial in our courts, whether it's criminal, circuit, ju juvenile. We have a growing demand for increased services, programs, and facilities for our court system. In recent years, I've shared with you the plans for meeting these demands for our jail and our juvenile and our ju judicial system. This is a very busy slide, but it's over <clears throat> beside the existing jail on Beasley. A lot of moving uh, going on. Under the direction of the building authority and the county's representatives from oversight, the time will soon be here to begin this complex process of construction at different sites and relocating our services in an effort to provide improved facilities for a more efficient operation of these offices. I want to thank the sheriff again and Judge uh, Sharon Guffey and Judge and uh, Juvenile Court Clerk Brenda Hyden and their employees who have provided this valuable input over the last several years. Under crowded conditions, they've done a wonderful job. Williamson County is not immune to the ever-increasing rise in supplies and materials. The current projected price, we call this the Triple J, is between 250 to 300 million dollars. That's before we take it out to bid. It is a long process, but one that needs to be addressed in the next few years. Juvenile will get their <clears throat> say early on. You may recall in a previous slide that only a minimum amount of the county's revenue sources are derived from federal, federal sources, but with the passage of the Federal American Recovery Act of 2021, we call it ARPA, Williamson County received $23 million, which all must be specifically utilized for resources that could help us retain a successful, sound, local economy in the case of another nationwide pandemic. A portion of these funds was earmarked towards hiring a temporary accountant position, which has been failed by the county commissioner, and it was a county commissioner that had retired, Paul Webb. Under the watchful eye of our county's new budget director, Phoebe Riley, and Paul, they're tasked with ensuring that all the federal guidelines are upheld with the expenditures of these funds. Every I has to be dotted, every T crossed to receive this money. When our students were tasked 
with remote learning and employees were required to work from home, it soon became apparent that many of our rural areas of the county did not have any or sufficient access to the internet. Through the school systems and our library system and our parks and rec under Gordon Hampton, these departments worked diligently to provide internet access via the remote public facilities. It still was, it was adequate, but it didn't meet the needs of our residents. With that in mind, it became a priority to ensure that Williamson County would establish the best connectivity for both broadband and cell service as best possible. In partnership with the Tennessee Department of Economic Development, Williamson County has agreed to set aside a portion of these federal funds to be utilized for the construction of a broadband superhighway. We work with the cable providers in the Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development to identify those non-served areas in our county, and, they're wait <coughs> and we're waiting on an award. As I stand up here, I would love for it to come this afternoon, knowing that we have received additional state revenue. The county has set aside $4.7 million of these funds to su supplement any state funding grants for broadband infrastructure in Williamson County. The three internet broadband providers in Williamson County who submitted grants requested include Connexon, Comcast, and United Communication. Thank you very much, United and Middle Tennessee Electric. But Williamson County has been working with Vogue Towers for the installation of fiber and tower sites in rural areas of our county. In many of the parts in our county, if you drive into, particularly out towards the Fairview community, Bethesda, Little Texas, all of you know where all these towns are, right? Those are communities we have in our county. You get one bar of service, and it's awful when you're trying to communicate with somebody, but it's even worse for our public safety. It's worse for our law enforcement community. So we're investing in working with Vogue Communications. Our first tower, we have two already approved, one's to be approved in September, October. We have a brand new one and we sit on the side of the landfill. As soon as the um, cable is run there, the folks out in that community for five to seven miles will have four bar service to get up and down and over those hills. It's, it's, there are other things we looked at the ARPA fund money from that came from the government. We have earmarked $6 million for the utilization and update of our enlarged emergency room you heard Dr. Andy Russell make reference to. The other thing we did, we, the county commission, approved the purchase of three new additional ambulances to improve our response time throughout our county. Let me kind of explain and go off script here. Hold, hold the slides down, Diane, or you or Jamie. So let's go off script here a little. How does it work? So if you live in Williamson County, uh, chances are you're going to be serviced by Mike Wallace's department. And so the ambulance services is folded up, up underneath Williamson Medical Center. The county sends money over to, through the appropriation processes of the county commission, they send money to help supplement, which hospitals don't make money on a lot on ambulances. You can talk to Phil or Mike about that. They can show you it's a service they provide for our community. But if it's your child or your grandparent or it's you, it's kind of important to have that ambulance there in seven and a half minutes or whatever time you said. I hope you caught what Mike said here earlier. The Williamson Medical Center is the only hospital in the state that can now do blood transfusions while you're in that ambulance. Now, that won't happen, hopefully, but two or three times a year. But if you're the one that's in a severe accident and you lose a limb and you need that, that can make the difference, and therefore we need ambulances. We need men and women. That, so, Mike, thank you very much for what you do over there every single day. Applause 
One of the other areas we looked at was looking in, in our, in this, this conversation's about our unincorporated area. Most of you that live um, in the unincorporated area know this, that you're serviced by your volunteer fire department. If you're inside Franklin and Brentwood and Nolensville, Spring Hill, Thompson Station, Fairview, you have, those six cities have a fire department. And your city taxes go towards that. If you live in the unincorporated area, you're served by a bunch of men and women that volunteer their time, their energy to provide those services out in that unincorporated area. And you would look to me or any of your county commissioners and say, why don't you just provide fire service to all the people throughout the county? A hefty price tag on everything we do, and that's certainly no exceptions. So we do owe a great deal to these men and women as they provide that service every single day because they're volunteers. They're, they're getting up from their supper table to go out there and do the work that many, many communities across the United States have. As we turn our um, focus to jobs, a recent second quarter economic modeling report conducted by EMSL stated that Williamson County jobs increased by 14.1% from 2016 to 2021. You can look at the monitor and see that's 20,000 new jobs in Williamson County in five years. Williams County outpaced, you've heard Matt say this, the national growth rate by 0.0, by 0.7%, which that's the national, our growth rate was 13.4. The study reported the top three industries in 2021 as being management of companies and enterprises, restaurants, and other eating establishments and, and medical centers such as Williamson Meadow. You've heard me say, it before, and I'll say it again, it bears repeating. Government does not create jobs. However, government can provide the environment for attracting jobs. We depend on our Nashville boys and girls. We depend on the federal to help us out. But at the local level, it is about jobs for us. It's always about quality education in our community. It has been for 30-some-odd years. Top-notch law enforcement, public safety, parks and recreation, these are key components when businesses look at you to move into your community. And then the other thing they look at is how does the county, how do the cities, do they get along? Can they communicate with their state representative and their state senator? How do they interface to make this the best place to live and work and raise your family. We do a pretty good job of that. But the real emphasis is on the employees that we have. All of us know that. If you're in a leadership role, nothing gets done without your employees. Tennessee Code Annotate states that the county mayor is the chief financial officer of the county. This is the duty that I take very seriously in an effort to preserve our AAA bond rating. Working with the county budget director and our finance service advisor, Sam Cruz of Stevens, we are constantly evaluating the current financial picture, taking advantage of any opportunities to save the county taxpayers' dollars. In the past three years, Williamson County has used specifically targeted sales tax revenue to provide for the payment of an additional $66 million in debt obligations. In other words, in addition to our regular scheduled payments, we have prepaid additional debt obligations. These funds have helped made possible where the results of the cities and the county and the school system several years ago working together. And Matt remembers those days, how hard they were to get it sold, but it helped us to get in a better financial shape. So thank you to our city partners. Interesting statement that I'm about, and you'll see this slide. There's a lot of discussion about debt. A lot of campaigns are running a discussion about debt. So the only way I know to deal with it is hit it head on. Here you go. Based on the current tax rate of approximately $62.65 billion, that's the total assessed value in Williamson County. 
the county's net debt ratio is 1.27. It's never been lower in the 28 years of data collection. So we've got the revenue there. We're having to pay off. We're having to build schools. We've got a balanced budget, strong surplus, and AAA rating. I stand before you and say thanks to the county commissioners for making sure that happens. Thank you all very much. Although we have a lot of strong financial strength, there are many people, and I'm painfully aware of it in our own, own, uh, own body of people that we work with, and our staff, and there's probably people here in this room today that are still struggling to make ends meet for various reasons. I want to encourage all of us to reach out to our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, and family members who may need our help. There are a large number of nonprofits in Williams County who provide needed service for many of our residents. I can't name them all because I leave one or two of them out, but what I can tell you, these nonprofits exist to, to work with and assist with disabled children and adults, and they struggle with just the basic needs that many of us take for granted, of food and water and clothing and shelter. There are, you heard me say earlier, there's many veterans in our community that I'm concerned about. A lot of our men and women coming back and in the military now, it's a high suicidal rate. And we need to be mindful of that. We need to find solutions for that. We need to be hit that on head on and try to figure out how we're going to address and help these men and women that have gave up their lives to protect our country. I encourage every one of us to help in any way that we can. And speaking of our communities, I wrap up, the single largest community event is just a few short 17 days away. 5.30 on the first Friday in August, we join the community and the chamber to cut the ribbon on the 18th All-American County Fair. If you have any extra time on your hands, I would encourage you to volunteer at the fair. We've got new events this year, some that are old or are returning. This marks the 18th year of the Williamson County Fair produced by a magnificent community group of volunteers. Um, we have gotten as high as 1,800 volunteers. We hover around 1,000 to 1,200. If you'd like to join, please join the Fair family. Call Diane, call my office, reach out to someone, and we will get you plugged in. So with that being said, I forgot to pause. <laughs> Thanks for being here and, and um, what you do every day in our community. and Help us to be a, a better connected community. Call us when you've got issues. Call us when you've got solutions would be great too. <laughs> but thank you very much. Thank you for taking time to be here. God bless Williamson County and this country. Well, thanks, Rogers. Um, Great, great conversation, great remarks. Clearly, you can see the state of our uh, county is strong. We're so fortunate to have the kind of leaders we have in our community. I think it's really important if you look and you hear us talk about public education all the time, it's great to see the actual percentage of growth from 87 to what we see now. Clearly, that's reflected in the priorities of the county commission and the county mayor. Obviously, connectivity is so important to economic development, especially in this new world of hybrid and remote work. So thrilled to see some of those initiatives as well. And it's interesting, Rogers, you mentioned about our number one industry growth being in management of company enterprises. Those kind of salaries are the ones that create the purchasing power that then benefit the small businesses in our community. And Williamson County accounts for 21% of all those jobs across the state of Tennessee, and we count for only 3% of the Tennessee's population. That is extraordinary, and that's the work of people way before me to really build this economy starting in the 80s that benefits everybody. 
Uh, wanted to take just a moment, Rogers referenced earlier about uh, candidates being here, about voting. Um, uh, now is early voting. Election day is August 4th. Um, early voting is now. <clears throat> we have been working hard to create this resource for you, williamsonchamber.com slash vote. We've been doing some Meet the Candidate forums in partnership with WAKM and Williamson Herald. Please use this resource. The goal of this is to help educate you, decide who you want to vote for and what you want to vote for during this upcoming election. Would greatly appreciate that. Now, here's the really fun part of the meeting. Not that it already hasn't been fun, but check under your chair because if you have a green sticky note, that means you just won a family pack of ride passes to the Williams County Fair. Rogers, you can't win it. So anybody else, aside from the mayor, who's got the green sticky note? Hey! Bo got the green sticky note. Well done, well done. Is there another one? There's two sticky notes. All right, so if you haven't found the other one, there's another one. There's two sticky, maybe. Well, all right, we know there's at least one. Anyway, let me make one more reference to the centerpieces for the events we've got coming up for the rest of the year. Let me also thank, take a moment to, and Rogers mentioned this, you know if you're in business or even a nonprofit, your organization, your business can't complete your mission, fill out your mission without the people that you have as part of your team. And I'm so lucky to have the greatest Chamber of Commerce team in the country. So if you're part of Williamson Inc., please stand. We'd love to recognize you. I'd love to recognize you for the great work you do for our community. Great, thank you. Two more things. If you're not part of Williamson Inc., what are you waiting for? Talk to one of the team members, then get you signed up. Um, and finally, thank you for your continued investment in Williamson County, for your investment in Williamson Inc., and have a great rest of the day.